Welcome everybody, it's Pastor George here at Grace City Church. It's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage emerging leaders. We teach, train, and coach while the Word of God transforms. I'm so elated to take you on a journey into the presence of God. Come on, let's start right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. On today's podcast, we are continuing part three of our lesson on growing through temptation. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to part one and two, once you listen to part three today, make sure you go back and listen to part one and two so you can get the full context of our message. From the Bible, we learn that temptation follows a four-step process. All temptations follow the same pattern. Temptation follows, it adheres to a four-step process. All temptations follow the same pattern. All temptations, whether it's frustration, anger, doubt, fear, procrastination, laziness, unbelief, sexual immorality, lust, the spirit of average, being mediocre, uh, uh, being weary, excessive alcohol, all ways of living. All temptation follows the same pattern. All temptation adheres to this four-step process and follows the same pattern. That's why Paul said, We are very familiar with Satan's evil schemes. That's in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, the New Living Translation. We are very familiar with Satan's evil schemes because all temptations follow the same pattern. That's a principle. They're repeated. They're arranged. It's a model. They follow the same repetition, the same pattern. Satan's schemes are nothing new. But if you would zone in until the last temptation that you gave into or made the decision to give into, you will recognize that all throughout your life, when you zone in on those temptations, you'll notice that the same pattern was followed. You'll notice, you'll see the same four steps. He walked you down the same four steps. Step number one, Satan identifies a desire inside of you. Temptation always starts in your mind. Satan identifies a desire inside of you. The temptation always starts in your mind. He looks into you. He sees you. He identifies here is a desire for a doubt that this person has a desire in them that they don't believe they don't have that assurance he, this person has a desire to seek answers outside of the word of God, the principles of God, the plan of God, and the promise of God. This person is searching for something outside of God. He identifies that there is a desire in you to research and that research is not 
guarded or geared by the Holy Spirit. Remember the, said, the, the Bible said that it is the Holy Spirit that will lead and guide us into all truth. So he sees inside of you that there is a desire to be a lone wolf. There is a desire to know more information and not just having a knowledge of who God is. And so what he does is he begins to plant seeds in your mind because temptation starts in your mind. He sees a desire in you, an undisciplined desire in you, and he begins working towards that desire, making that desire a manifestation by planting seeds in your mind because temptation originates in your mind. Mark 7, 21 through 32 through 23 and the New Living Translation says this. Jesus said, from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, eagerness for lustful pleasures, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. It starts from within you. That's why here at Grace City, we are focused on being changed from the inside out. That's why here at Grace City, we are focusing on our character being cultivated in the character of Christ. That's why here at Grace City, we are worried about discipleship becoming little Christ in the earth realm. We are more concerned about our character in the vessel than we are about the gift and the anointing and the power, but we really want to be changed from the inside. When the enemy sees us, we don't want him to be able to see those undisciplined desires and begin to work in our mind because of those undisciplined desires that he was able to identify in us. It says that Satan identifies. That word identifies means he, he notices, he has relationship. He sees something in you that resembles what's in him. Glory to God. And it's our prayer and our decree that Satan will not identify with anything that is on the inside of us. Not that we just won't identify with him, but that when he looks in us, he will not be able to identify with anything that is in us because the word of God is going to come in and illuminate and deal with all of those dark things. The word of God is going to deal with our evil thoughts, going to deal with our sexual immorality, the theft, the murder, the adultery, the greed, the wickedness, deceit, lustful pleasures, pride and foolishness. We're going to, as we discover and digest the word of God, we're going to allow it to deal with those things in us so that Satan cannot identify with any evil desire in us. And though we will be tempted and it follows the same pattern, another problem is he has too much identification within us. There was too much within us that he identifies with. 
James 4 and 1 in the Living Bible says, There is a whole army of evil desires within you, that there is no good thing that dwells in the flesh. And once again, this is why we are been, we're teaching about growing through temptation. This is why we're teaching about growth. This is why we're teaching about personal development. This is why we're teaching about spiritual maturation. Because all of those evil desires, all of those things that the enemy can identify with, we don't want those things in us. We do not want him to be able to take an habitation in us because he identifies, he is familiar, he sees something familiar in us that identifies with his wickedness, that identifies with his ways and identifies with his world. Step number two is doubt. Satan tries to get you to doubt what God has said about sin. So number one, Satan uh, identifies. He searches and he looks in you and he identifies that something in you is familiar to him. And so he uses that desire and he places a seed in your mind. And that seed in your mind is he starts to get you to doubt what God has said about sin. So he brings before you your desire. He, he brings before you your desire in your mind. He brings before you those old ways that you used to possess that you are trying to let go of. He brings those old ways to your mind, those old sins, and he begins to tell you, are you sure that's how God feels about that? He plants seeds in your mind, in your heart. Are you sure uh, how God feels about evil thoughts? Are you sure about how he feels about sexual immorality? The same thing we can like, we can follow like the principle says, we can follow the pattern of temptation. We can see that in the garden of Eden, we can see step one. We can see step two when he began to talk to Eve about what God said about the forbidden bitten fruit about the tree. We can see that he followed step two. He put doubt in her mind or tried to put doubt in her mind about what God has already said. So in the process of temptation, while you're growing through temptation, you're knowing that he's going to try to Make you doubt what God has already said. What you've heard us minister here on this week through this podcast. He's going to try to make you doubt the words that you've heard. Wow, today's word is lit. Our acronym for lit is love ignites truth. This word today being taught in love is igniting the truth of God's word within me. We want you to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. And all you have to do is press one button, subscribe. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor, and immediately be updated anytime there's a new message. I want you to feel free to leave a review, rate us, get connected with us so you know what's going on at Grace City. Well, I'm excited to get back into the word, and I promise you it's going to be lit. 
Hebrews 3 and 12. Watch out. Don't let evil thoughts or doubts make any of you turn from the living God. Did you hear that? He said, watch out, exclamation point. Don't let evil thoughts or doubts make you turn away from the living God. Step three is deception. Satan is incapable of telling the truth. He offers his lies to replace what God has already said in his word. He offers his lies to replace what God has said in his word. Are you receiving the lie? Are you taking the lie? He offers it, but are you receiving that lie? He wants to replace what God has already said. We're talking about the pattern uh, all the temptations follow the same pattern. The four, the temptations follow the four-step process. And step number three is, de- is deception. Satan is incapable of telling the truth. He offers his lie to replace what God has already said in his word. John 8 and 44 in the New International Version says, Jesus said, the devil was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Step four is disobedience. You finally act on the thought you've been toying with in your mind. James 1, 4 through 16 says, we are tempted When we are drawn away and trapped by our own evil desires, then our evil desires conceive and give birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my dear friends. Understanding how temptation works is in itself helpful. So understanding those four patterns is helpful. Number one, Satan identifies a desire inside of you. Temptation always starts in the mind. Number two, step two is doubt. Satan tries to get you to doubt what God has said about sin. Step three is deception. Satan is incapable of telling the truth. He offers his lies to replace what God has already said in his word. Step four is disobedience. You finally act on the thought you've been toying with in your mind. Understanding how temptation works is in itself helpful. But there are specific steps you need to take to overcome it. So we gave you practical principles. We gave you four practical principles to show you how to identify the patterns of temptation. Okay, but now what we're going to tell you, what we're going to show you is how to overcome, how to grow through those temptations. Okay, how to grow through those temptations and how to overcome. Number one, refuse to be intimidated. It is not a sin to be tempted. Jesus was tempted, yet he never sinned. It is not a sin to be tempted. Okay. But you must refuse to be intimidated. When you are tempted, you must refuse to be intimidated by the temptation. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 13 and the New Living Translation says, remember that the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. So you don't have to be intimidated thinking, I'm the only person going through this. I'm the only person experiencing this. I'm the only person feeling like this. I'm the only person that the enemy keeps trying to bring into the same pattern of doubt, fear, unbelief, laziness, procrastination, sexual immorality, lust. I'm the only person he keeps trying to bring into this pattern of rebellion, of bad behavior, but that's not true. You might be tempted, but you must refuse to be intimidated. You must refuse to be overwhelmed by the temptation. And you must remind yourself once again, like 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, remember that the temptation that come into your life are no different from what others experience. Hebrews 4 and 15 in the New Living Translation says, Jesus understands our weakness for he faced all of the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. Every temptation you will face, Jesus has already faced it. Jesus has been tempted with it, yet he did not become intimidated by temptation. Number two, recognize your pattern of temptation and be prepared for it. I think number two is one of the most important principles that you could ever give a believer that is growing through temptation or you could ever give a believer that is ascending in spiritual maturity. Once again, no matter how long you've been saved, you will always be faced with temptation. And number two is an important principle. You must recognize the pattern and prepare for it. You must recognize your pattern of temptation. Okay, what behavior? You got to watch those behavior. Watch those old ways. Watch those repetitive things that the enemy keeps using this to tempt me. He, I, I always get tempted to do this at this certain time of the year, at this certain time of the month. Well, when this happens, I feel like doing this. You got to be aware of those patterns. Don't, don't just be oblivious to those patterns, but be aware to the traps, the schemes. That's the scripture we said, the schemes of the devil. Be aware to those patterns, those people, those possessions, those positions, any of those things that, uh, that bring up those old ways in you. You've got to recognize your pattern of temptation. And once you recognize your pattern of temptation, you've got to prepare for it. I know when I see this, it makes me feel like this. I'm tempted by this when I experience this. Well, I know uh, this is coming up. How do I prepare for it? How do I prepare? How do, what do you mean by prepare? How do I watch over myself? How do I guard myself so that when temptation comes, I'm not overwhelmed and intimidated by it? First Peter 5 and 8 and the Message Bible says, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce, and you would like nothing, and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. First Peter five and eight, five and eight. The Message Bible says, "Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce. What does that mean? He's ready." 
and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. He'll like nothing better than to catch you when you are not paying attention to your pattern of temptation. Ephesians 4.27, don't give the devil a chance. Ephesians 6 and 11, put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Number three, here is number three. Request God's help. If you're going to grow through temptation, not only do you have to recognize your pattern of temptation, not only do you have to refuse to be intimidated, but you must request God's help. Psalms 50 and 15, call on me in the time of trouble. I will rescue you and you will honor me, says the Lord. Hebrews 4 and 16, let us have confidence then and approach God's throne where there is grace. There we will receive mercy and find grace to help us just when we need it. Instead of giving in or giving up, look up to God, expect him to help you, and remember the reward that is waiting for you. James 1 and 12, when people are tempted and still continue strong, they should be happy. After they have proved their faith, God will reward them with life forever. I pray the word of God transforms your life like it's doing mine. Could you do me a favor here at Grace City? Could you subscribe to our podcast, whether on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor? Leave us a review, rate us, let us know how the Word of God has been impacting your life. Once you subscribe, do me another favor. Send this word to one of your family members, your neighbors, your friends, and even tell your enemy that your deliverance has come. If you'd like to be connected to Grace City Church, please do not be afraid to email us, leave a review on the bottom of our podcast, and let us know that you want to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. God is doing some great things, and he has a great work for us to do. And truth be told, we can't do it without you.